الحج أشهر معلومات لبيك اللهم لبيك الحج أشهر معلومات لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك الحج أشهر معلومات إن الحمد والنعمة لك الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Hajj, a journey of love with the respected Molina Muhsin Talkonka. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm back with you, and of course, I have in the studio with me the respected Molina Muhsin Talkonka, the Imam of the Victoria Road Mosque that's in Crossy Park. Malina, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Buta Yusuf. And how are you this evening? Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Good to be here. Shukran very much for availing yourself to be here with me. And I can tell the listeners it has taken years to get here. But alhamdulillah, <laughs> if a person persists, Allah will grant that it will be successful. So, shukran very much for being here this evening, Molina. And you've agreed to be with me for the next three weeks, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Uh, And of course, the program will be all about the journey of love, and that is the Hajj. The Hajj, So, without further ado, Molina, where would you like to take us this evening? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Assalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil mursaleen Sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa habibina wa shafi'ina wa maulana muhammadin Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Once again Yusuf and to the esteemed listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape Yes we are in the season of hajj And when we come to this time of the year And we find our honorable brethren leaving uh, to go and perform the Hajj, those who have been so fortunate, those whom Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has blessed, those whom Allah Subhanahu wa Taala have invited mm. to undertake this glorious journey of the Hajj. Mm. Then, for those that stay behind, you know, we feel if only we could have jumped into the bags, okay, you know, uh, if only we could have also been there in uh, those holy abodes, in those holy lands of Makkah al-Mukarramah and Madinah al-Rasul, on the plains of Arafat, Mina and Muzdalifa, alhamdulillah, you know, what a great uh, journey it is, as mm. so truly, as you have mentioned, it is a journey of love. The love that the servant has for his creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love that the follower has for his beloved Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If one looks at the entire journey of the Hajj, every part of this journey, every act of worship within this journey, it is in fact a worship of love. We are obedient to Allah and Allah alone. Undoubtedly, there is no doubt about that. We worship Allah. We worship Allah alone. But if we have to look at the tenants of the Hajj, whether it be running between Safa and Marwa, whether it be the kissing of the, the, the black stone, whether it be the tawaf of the glorious Kaaba, whether it be the ramal that we perform within the tawaf of the glorious Kaaba, whether it be the Qurbani, these are all emulation of actions done by the beloveds of Allah. Those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed whether they were prophets or whether they were beloved to Allah mm. like Sayyidah Hajar radiallahu ta'ala anha they were beloved to Allah and to keep this way of their worship and their praising the creator their 
satisfying their creator with that type of worship. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved it so much that he made it incumbent upon us until the day of Qiyamah. Mm. You know, today, there is no need to run between Safa and Marwa in search of water. Every three steps you take, there is enough zamzam. Right. But we still, we are commanded, we have to run. We need to run where she ran. Right. We still have to do that emulation seven times between Safa and Marwa. Why? Solely and only to keep alive the Sunnah of Sayyidah Hajra radiallahu ta'ala anha. The Ramal was in the, the Tawaf. It's another beautiful example. It is only, and inshallah, we're going to speak about it in the next uh, week or two. Inshallah. But today, <clears throat> you know, for me perhaps, uh, and for many of us, the highlight of this journey whether it be for the, for the Hajj or for the Umrah, is in fact the visitation to the glorious mosque and to the glorious Qabr and Rosa of our beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, it's so unique. It is so spiritually elevating. Hmm. It is so overwhelming to find oneself in the august presence of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There are so many beautiful ahadith mubarakah that I would love to bring up, insha'Allah. inshallah. Speaking about the fazila, you know, after all, Buta Yusuf, you know, we are blessed. We are that blessed ummah. We have been granted a certain status above the status of all other ummas. Hmm. Not because of the amount of worship, not because of the amount of ibadah, not because we are so salih and so pious. We can quote to you uh, the previous umam, the previous ummas. Firstly, they lived longer than what we are living. The ibadat were different to ours. They used to worship Allah much more. They used to fight in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we have to quote, then their days would be spent in uh, fasting. Their nights would be spent in riyadah, in tasbih, in tahleel, in tahmeed. And they would have hundreds of years in which they would do all these ibadat. No. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. Hmm. Blessed us. Why is that, Maulana? Solely and only because of our association with the Rasul We are the ummah of the beloved of Allah. That beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent as rahmatulil alameen. Such a beloved is Imam Al-Anbiya, he is Sayyidul Anbiya, he is Afzalul Anbiya. We are fortunate, we do not realize how fortunate we are. Hmm. But do you know, Buddha Yusuf, if I can tell you, there were previous prophets that they desired to be the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Prophets, I'm speaking about prophets. They desired to be the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Not because they were unhappy with the baqam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has had bestowed upon them right, or given right. them. No, because they realized the advantage and they realized the greatness of being the ummah of the final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We have been blessed and everything associated with the Prophet, if we look at it, everything associated, this era is known as the best of all eras. And yet we see so much of fasad. Hmm. Hmm. But it's the best of all eras because it is the era of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The city of Medina. Hmm. Allahu Akbar. Do you know before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam migrated to Medina, it was known as Yathrib. Yathrib was an abode of calamities. It was an abode of illness. People would not go through Yathrib or stay over in Yathrib. They would not take Yathrib as a, 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 a... place or an oasis to uh, take a rest or, or take uh, uh, refreshments from. Why? Because within the waters of um, Yathrib at that time, right. there was ailment. Uh. People knew Yathrib and it was synonymous with difficulties, with ailment, mm. with mm. sickness. But Allahu Akbar, when the Prophet mm-hmm. performed the hijrah, and when Rasul alayhi salatu was salam stepped into Yathrib, it became Madinatul Rasul. Allah. It became Madinatul Munawwara. It became the city of the Prophet. And just because now that city 
has its association with Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That very Medina, that very Yathrib, mm. now became an abode of Shifa. Shifa. The opposite. The opposite. Allah. Nothing changed. The no. only change that came about was that now that city has been attributed to the city of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So much so that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam spoke and speaks about Medina that people used to say and they used to speak ill about Yathrib and they used to say that the sands of Yathrib is no good. Hmm. Meaning that there is too much of ailment, there is too much of, of difficulty, there is too much of uh, poverty, there is too much of uh, 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 illnesses. Right, right. And as soon as the Prophet Sallallahu set foot in Medina, the Prophet Sallallahu mentions, Inna fi ghubariha shifa'un min kullida. That verily in the sands of Medina will you find shifa for every ailment. Allah. Allahu Akbar. As soon as the Sahaba heard this, they would, because the Prophet now spoke about the sands. Right. If they had an ailment, they would pick up the sand of Medina. They would mix it with a little water hmm. and they would apply it to their wounds on their bodies. Right, right. They would throw it in water and they would drink it and hmm. it, it would become a cure for them. Hmm. That there is a cure in the sands of Medina. So everything associated with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it becomes elevated, it gets status. Look mm. at the Sahaba, for example. Who is a Sahabi? A Sahabi is that fortunate person who spent at least one moment. What is one moment? One mm. moment mm. is a few seconds. Wink of an eye. A wink of an eye. Right. That fortunate person who spends. A moment in the presence of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, physical presence right. of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a state of iman hmm. and hmm. then that person dies in the very same state of iman. Right? right? That is the definition of a sahabi. The person has to spend a moment in the august presence of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a state of iman yeah. and then when that person dies, hmm. that person dies with that very same state of Iman, that person is known as a Sahabi Rasul. And do you know the maqam of a Sahabi Rasul? No mention in the definition is given of Ibadah. Hmm. That the Sahabi has to make so much of Ibadah, the Sahabi has to give so much of Sadaqah and do this. And right, right. No, it's only spending a moment in the presence, in the presence of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Sahabi has such a status no. that if any pious person has to perform ibadah from the day, if you can say from the day he is born until the day he dies, right. whether it be a hundred or two hundred or three hundred years, right. they can never reach the status of the sand that accumulates below the foot of a Sahabi. Allahu Akbar. That is the maqam of a Sahabi Rasul. MashaAllah. A Sahabi Rasul. The one who spent a moment in the august presence of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahu Akbar. Give me a I just need to take a quick commercial break. Then we'll be back. Inshallah. الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Hajj, the journey of love with the respected Molina Muhsin Jalkonka. Molina, we are back. And I'd like to start off with a question on what you mentioned earlier. You said that of the Nabis, previous Nabis, they would so much have wanted to be of the Ummah, 
of Nabi Muhammad to also gain that kind of status. Now, if you say that, Maluna, if we look at the Nabi, um, what kind of status does the Nabi have then? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. But Yusuf, <coughs> undoubtedly a Nabi is very much exalted. Right. right. A Nabi is not someone who goes about worshipping Allah and then Allah bestows Nabuwa upon him. No. Mm. A Nabi is actually born, in, it's a chosen person. Right. Because that Nabi is coming with a message from the Almighty Allah so as to guide people to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a Nabi is unique. Right. A, a Nabi is ma'asum. Uh, ma'asum means sinless. Hmm. Right. So the Nabi is sinless okay. because Allah protects that Nabi. And Allah has sent the Nabi. If the Nabi is going to commit a sin, then following that Nabi would become uh, an act of sunnah for his people. Right, right. 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 We emulate our beloved Rasul, alayhi salatu wasalam. If Ma'azallah, if the Prophet did something wrong and we now do it, then we're going to say, but we are only following our Prophet. No. So Allah no. has protected these Nabis. Right. So the Nabi will never commit a sin. Right. right because right. to emulate the Nabi is an act of worship. Yeah. Allah has sent his Nabi, like he said about our beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Verily in the person, personality, in the example of Muhammad Alayhi Salatu Wasalam, for you there is the best of examples in his personality. <coughs> I, I was speaking about the prophets hmm. and I can give you one example but I inshallah. <coughs> Isa alayhi salatu Now, from the time of Adam alayhi salam, every Nabi that came, every Nabi was informed by Allah about the final messenger. Right. 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 Every Nabi was informed. And the status of the final messenger was mentioned to every Nabi. I'll just give you an example, something that just comes to mind. Hmm. Imam Ghazali mentions it in his famous book, Mukashifatul Qulub. Imam Ghazali speaks about Musa Kalimullah alayhi salatu wasalam. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Great Nabi, great Rasul, part of the Ulul Azmi Rasul. Now, Buddha Yusuf Khan Sikhan, what is the Ulul Azmi Rasul? Well, there is a fraud now. Yeah, I can sing now. You have the Anbiya. Right, these are the Nabis that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent into the dunya. The Tafasir and the Hadith Mubarakah mentioned to us. That uh, plus minus 124,000 Anbiya was sent Allah. into the dunya. Right. We don't know all of them. We uh. know a few of them. Those right. the names that we have been informed in the Quran or in the Hadith Mubarakah. So these are the Anbiya. But amongst the Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed certain of the Anbiya with a status above that, that of the normal Anbiya, and those are the Rusul. Hmm. Rusul, that Nabi, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent with a Sharia, or with a holy book. Hmm. Right. So you have the Anbiya, and amongst the Anbiya, you have those that have been exalted, they are the Rusul. Yeah. And then from amongst the Rusul, Allah has elevated some and they are the Ulul Azmi Rusul. Ah. Those amongst the Rusul whom Allah has granted more greatness. Right. Like Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. A unique prophet. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam used to take his stick, hit it on a rock and water used to flow from it. Right. He struck it on the ocean. The ocean used to split into two halves. So Allah availed them greatness, fazilat. And Allah says in the glorious Quran, Tilka Rusul, Faddalna Ba'lahum Ala Ba'd, Minhum Man Kallam Allah, Warafa Ba'dahum Darajat. That Allah says, These are those Rusul whom we have given status one above the other. Uh. They are those whom Allah has spoken to, and they spoke to Allah, like Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And then there are those whom Allah has elevated even further and even higher. Uh. So you have the Ulul Azmi Rusul, right? Those Rusul. Who have been granted a certain fazilat, a certain status above the normal uh, rusul. But then there is one maqam above that, Hmm. and that is the maqam of Muhammad Rasulullah. 
our beloved Rasul has been availed the status of the Imam of the Ulul Azmi Rasul. He's the leader of even the Ulul Azmi Rasul. Of the elitists. Yes. Allahu Akbar. So every Nabi has been informed Hmm. about this final messenger, about the greatness of this final messenger. Hmm. And thus there came a feeling into the hearts of these prophets. And that is quite normal. Hmm. That is normal. A feeling that if the Ummah of Muhammad is so exalted or is going to be so exalted, that they will be the very first Ummah to enter Jannah. Buddha Yusuf. Aren't we fortunate? Of course. Firstly, Allah says, we are the uh, Afzalul Umam. We are the best of all Ummas. And then secondly, we are going to enter Jannah first, hmm. before the Ummah of other Prophets. Allah. So, some Prophets felt that, and they used to speak to their people about this. Hmm. And a beautiful example is that of Isa alayhi salatu Isa alayhi salatu was speaking with his people, and telling them about the messenger that was coming after him, which is Muhammad Rasulullah And he informed them about the status of the Ummah of Muhammad So, you know, after all, it was his own people. Hmm. It was his followers. Hmm. But then some of his own followers said that, Oh, our beloved Nabi, you can imagine. Hmm. Oh, our beloved Nabi. How great would it have been if we could have been the followers of Muhammad telling their Nabi how great would it have been? Isa realized that everyone has this desire. So he says to them, okay, let us all go to our homes. Let us make as much zikr of Allah, as much tasbih of Allah, as much as we can istighfar. Let us worship Allah for the entire night. And each and everyone make dua, right? And ask Allah that, oh Allah, grant me to become the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." So they all agreed. They said, fine, hmm. we will go. Hmm. And they all went. They did not realize that when the Nabi said, said to them, hmm. um, we're all going to make the dua. They forgot that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, is a Nabi hmm. whose dua is mustajab. Right. right? right. And Nabi's dua is mustajab. mustajab. So they all went home. The next morning, when they all came and gathered, they asked the Prophet, um, that, O Prophet of Allah, do you have any glad tidings for us? Hmm. Has Allah informed you about our desire and our wish? So Isa said to them, Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listened to my dua. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted my dua. Thus, Allah is going to lift me into the sama and he will send me back in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam when I return I will return as an ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he will not come back as a nabi because Muhammad alayhi salatu wasallam is the final messenger right right but when he comes he will be granted the status of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam so even the prophets had this desire hajj a journey of love no. there's no two ways about it and we need to develop love. Love is so important. Uh, we think that perhaps the love we have for one another, the love we have for our mothers, for our wives, uh, we think of this as love. But more than this, we need love for our beloved Rasul If we want to emulate, then a prerequisite is you need to have mahabba. You need to have love. If you do not have love for someone, you're not going to listen. If you do not have love for your mother, hmm. will you listen to your mother? Never. If your mother say, come here, do this, do that, hmm. you're not going to listen to Ignore. her. Ignore. But because you have love, your hmm. love compels you. Hmm. This is your mother speaking. Right. You need to respect her. Right. Listen to her. Right. Obey her. Cherish her. Yeah. Hmm? Because of this love that you have. Right. So you're going to do it. Hmm. Your love compels you. Right. So you need love for the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, I was mentioning earlier about uh, the prophets that were all instructed by Allah mm. and informed by Allah about the final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And I was going to tell you about the incident which Imam Ghazali mentions right. in Mukashifatul Qulub. Imam Ghazali speaks about Musa Kalimullah alayhi salatu wasalam. 
Musa alayhi salatu was salam was one day walking through the desert hmm. and he was very very thirsty right. extremely thirsty and because of this extreme thirst he had nothing to drink no water to consume Musa alayhi salatu was salam actually fainted hmm. he fainted he landed on the sands very hot sand and after a while he regained consciousness hmm. and Musa alayhi salatu was salam one of the prophets fortunate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him and he could speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly so Allah informed him that oh my Nabi you are very thirsty he says oh Allah I'm very thirsty Hmm. I'm very tired and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him that oh Musa do you think this thirst is uh, greater than the thirst that one will experience on the day of Qiyamah so Musa was shocked he thought that he was very thirsty and mm. how can a person be more thirsty than this and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said oh Musa on the day of Qiyamah you will be more thirsty than the thirst that you are experiencing now Musa then asked that oh Allah how will I get or rid myself from experiencing that thirst on the day of Qiyamah right. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him that, O oh Musa, send salawat upon the final messenger. Allah. Send salawat upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And then he asked, that, O oh Allah, is this Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa so close and so dear to you? Hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs his Nabi, that, O oh my Nabi, if you want to be in Buta Yusuf, listen to this. Hmm. Allah says to his Nabi, that, O oh my Nabi, Musa, if you want to be closer to me than what your tongue is from its speech, if you want to be closer to me than what your heart is from its thoughts, if you want to be closer to me than what your ear is from its hearing, if you want to be closer to me than what your eye is from its sight, then O Musa, send salam and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah can you imagine that closeness hmm. can we imagine is, is, there, is there a closeness we cannot even say there is a distance no. between the heart and its beat no. between the eye and its sight there isn't there isn't no. but Allah says if you want to be closer than that to me right then send salam and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa prophets were commanded hmm. to send salam and salutations upon the final messenger can we imagine his status can we imagine his maqam? And that's when we go for Hajj and we go for Umrah. Allah Akbar. And you enter the glorious city of Medina. The question that comes to mind is, how do I present myself a sinner? Mm. I'm a sinner. I have so much of sin. And here I'm going to be in the august presence of such a Nabi who is actually the sabab for this entire creation. He's the reason for this entire creation. Such a Nabi, whom Allah has blessed in such a way that besides the Creator, who even made it compulsory upon Himself to send salam and salutations upon the Rasul, Allah says, In Allah wa malaikatahu, yusalluna ala Nabi. Allah and His malaika send salam and salutations upon this Nabi. Is the Nabi in need of our salutations? No. No. The Creator the is creator sending salam upon him. The malaika, how many malaika? Hmm. And from when? Hmm. No one knows. Of Allahu course. A'lam. Right. Allah has no beginning. Right. And thus, if there's no beginning, there's no beginning yes. to the amount of salawat being sent upon Muhammad Allah. sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 70,000 malaika visit Medina to Rasul every day. Just the qabr of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 70,000. Just there. Just there. Allah. And the only and only duty is to send salawat upon the Rasul And you know, Buddha Yusuf, they are given a chance 24 hours. Hmm. After 24 hours, they have to leave and another 70,000 malaika come. A new group. A new group. No. And the group that has left will never get another chance until the day of Qiyamah. Allah. And the only duty is to send salawat upon the Rasul So, with these thoughts in one's mind, hmm. you know, how
how do you present yourself? The necessary adab that you need to have, the necessary respect that you have, that you need to have. You know, the, 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 the great Sufi scholar says that as you enter uh, the haramain, you know, we always look at our external. Hmm. My clothes need to be clean. It, I need to take a ghusl. I need to take a bath. I need to take wudu. I need to be pure on the outside. They say, no, first purify your inself, oh, your no. inner. Yeah. First purify your heart. Hmm. Develop that attachment with the Rasul You know, people like to say, oh, this is a Sufi teaching. A Sufi. You know, what is a Sufi teaching? A Sufi teaching is that teaching which comes from the heart. Hmm. You know, it is very simple. For an, You ask me as an imam, uh, somebody has to come and tell me, Imam, I want to perform salah. Hmm. I will say, all right, fine. Uh, you need to take ghusl. No, you fine. You need to take wudu, take wudu, right? Get onto the musalla, say Allahu Akbar. You stand, you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, you make uh, ruku, come up, go down. This is how I will tell that person. Hmm. This is how you go about performing salah. But you go to a Sufi sheikh. He's first going to tell you, empty your heart from all kibar. Allah. Take out all the hatred first that you have. Of what use is that heart when you're in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a heart that is polluted. That's dirty. It's dirty. Allah. With all types of enmity. No. You're standing there and yet you do not have any respect for your parents. Hmm. You stand there and you violate the rights of your brothers and sisters. Hmm. You stand in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, you backbite and you cheat and you steal. You know, they say no. First, your heart needs to be purified. Right. Purify yourself. If you have hurt someone, and this is a beautiful practice that we have in Cape Town. It's just unfortunate that only when we go for Hajj, we go to our family members mm, and we ask them for mouth. Hmm. Uh, nowadays it comes on the, on the cell phone. They don't even come ask. They don't even come personally and no, ask. No. And yet, this is part of the, the, the hukukul ibad, right? The haq of man. Hmm. Uh, you know, if you violate the haq of Allah, you can plea in the court of Allah, you can go stand at the glorious Kaaba, you can go into sujood and you can ask Allah and beg that, oh Allah, right. forgive me for this, forgive me for that, right. forgive me for not having performed salah on time, etc., etc. You cannot go into the musalla and say, oh Allah, forgive me for being... Uh, disobedient to my mother hmm. or my father. Hmm. No. Allah is not going to uh, make you mouth hmm. unless and until you do not go to your parents. Go to their door. Right. Ask them for mouth. Right. Ask them to forgive you. And they make mouth. And they make mouth. Yeah. If you have been unjust to any of your family, you go to them and you ask them mouth. Hmm. Right. This is part of hukukul ibad. The haq of the, the abd, the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. So, this is a beautiful practice that we have, and I think uh, uh, I haven't seen it anywhere else in the world. Right, we right. are very unique, but it's a beautiful practice. And it is part of our iman that we need to upkeep this act of worship. If we want Allah to accept our ibadat, if we want Allah to accept our hajj and Inshallah. our umrah. Allah Akbar. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> الحج <تصفيق> Hajj, a journey of love with respected Molina Muhsin Zalkonka. And Molina, you are taking us to the most beautiful place on earth, and that's Medina. Alhamdulillah. So, without further ado, I hand back to you to Fadlesha. But Yusuf, you have mentioned it so beautifully the most beautiful place. You know, the greatness of Medina, hmm. Allahu Akbar. You go to Makkah. Hmm. What do you ask for in Makkah? You make so much dua. We make so much dua. Allah, oh Allah, avail me this, avail me that. We make dua for our akhirah. That, oh Allah, avail us Jannatul Firdaus. Hmm. 
Huh? Don't you ask for Jannah? Right. When we're in Makkah, we ask for Jannah. No. But do you know, when you're in Medina, you are in Jannah. Allah. The Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam has so beautifully mentioned, Ma bayna bayti wa minbari rawdatum min riyadil Jannah. Between my member and between my house, mm. that piece of ground where we find that white carpet, no. that piece of ground, the Prophet says, enough. it's a garden of the gardens of Jannah. Allah. Whoever's standing or sitting or salah or, or doing anything of good on that piece of ground, that person is sitting in a garden of the gardens of Jannah. Allah. The only place on this dunya right. where you have Jannah. Jannah. Right. And you know, Medina to Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that great abode. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned to his Sahaba, "Manistata' ayyamut bil Medina." Allahu Akbar. You know, it's a hadith mentioned in Tirmidhi and Mishkat. We are all going to die. We know for a fact we yes. are going to die. Right. 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 What we do not know is when are we going to die mm. and where and are we going and to how. die. And how. Right. Right. But death is a certain thing. Right. But the Prophet Wasallam speaks about death and says, That whoever has the ability to die in Medina. And thus we find, this is only the first portion of the hadith. Mm. Mm. Thus we find many of the great scholars, many of the great awliya of Allah, you know, yes, as we said, we don't know when we're going to die, mm. but you, you always feel, you know, um, the time is coming nearer, mm. there is a feeling, mm. you know, they say, uh, there is a feeling. Uh, but you don't, we haven't experienced it, but elders, elders, they experience it, Right. they feel. And thus we find they would migrate to Medina just mm. because of this hadith of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The hadith right. says, whoever has the ability, ayyamud bil Medina, fal yamud biha fa inni ashfa'u liman yamutu biha. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, then die in Medina. For verily the one who dies in Medina, I will be his intercessor on the day of Qiyamah. I will make sure that he will go into Jannah so we find many of the Salihin they would go and reside in Medina and spend their last days perhaps Allah will take their ruh and they will be part and parcel of this Fazilat no. again mm. we are looking at Fazilat just right. being in the august presence, presence. of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you know just being there mm. just experiencing uh, uh, the presence of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you know Sayyidina Rabia Yusuf, Allahu Akbar, this great Sahabi Rasul had the opportunity one day that Rasulullah was about to take wudu. Hmm. And Sayyidina Rabia saw that the Rasul is now getting up to take wudu. So immediately he runs forward, he takes a little water container hmm. and he starts pouring the water for the Prophet to take wudu. Allahu Akbar. What a great izaz, what a great uh, opportunity honor, and honor. No. So, uh, Prophet Sallallahu takes the entire wudu and then, to his amazement, after the Rasul Sallallahu had completed, the Prophet Sallallahu looks at him and says to him, Sal Rabi'ah, that, O oh, Rabi'ah, you have done a favor supposedly upon the Rasul Sallallahu Sal, what does Sal mean? It's an Arabic word which means, Our Rabia, ask whatever you desire, ask from me. You have done a favor upon me. Hmm. It's only right that I do a favor upon you. Right. Sal Rabia. The Muhaddithin speak about this word Sal. Sal means it's an open exclamation. Hmm. Hmm. Our Rabia, ask whatever it is that you wish to ask. Hmm. And there's a beautiful commentary, uh, you know, with this uh, hadith that. The Muhaddithin say that if Rabia had to say that, Ya Rasulullah, this entire Mount Uhud, I would want this entire Mount Uhud to turn into gold. Hmm. They say then, because the Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam exclaimed, Sal, 
It was an open exclamation. Hmm. And only a person who has authority can say something like this. Can use that word. Can use that word. Sorry. If he had to ask for the Mount Gold, Mount Uhud in gold, he would have been bestowed that. Hmm. But Sayyidina Rabia was a Sahabi Rasul. Sayyidina Rabia wasn't looking at this dunya. Hmm. Sayyidina Rabia was looking at something greater. He thought, wait, now is opportunity. Hmm. Rasulullah's ocean of mercy is overflowing. Right. Now is the opportunity for me to ask something that perhaps I cannot ask for something greater. Hmm. You know, uh, my, maybe I, my, I would have asked for so much money, so much of wealth, so much of this in this dunya. Right. Sayyidina Rabia thought, no. He said, Ya Rasulullah, can I ask? The Prophet says, no. Hmm. So, Ask whatever it is that you would desire. He says, Ya Rasulullah, Inni as'aluka murafataka fil jannah. That Ya Rasulullah, I ask that I be your companion in jannah. Oh. Tell me, Buddha Yusuf, is there some something status greater than that? Never. Never. Can you ask for something greater than that? Never. I want to be with you, O beloved Rasul, in Jannah. The Prophet ﷺ hugged him and said to him, O Rabi'ah, verily if you love me, you will be with me in Jannah. You will be with me in Jannah. So it comes back to that love. That love that we have for our beloved Rasul ﷺ. We need to show and display this love. It is important to display it. Uh, you know, I find it very amazing that people say ah, it's not necessary to go to Medina. You do not; it's not part of the Hajj. But tell me, what is Hajj without the Rasul? Hmm. Can you perform Hajj without the Rasul? No. Can you perform Salah without the Rasul? No. Hmm. The Prophet said about Salah, "Sallu kamara aytumuni usalli." Perform Salah the way you see me performing Salah. Right. The way I stand, the way I make Ruku, the way I go into Sujood, the way I perform my I'tidal, my Jalsa, my Tahiyat. You have to do it according to how I do it. Right. So we cannot do anything without the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We need him. Right. We need him in every aspect, in every facet of our lives. Right. His right. example is the best of all examples. And thus, it is only but correct that I invest Yes, we have to love our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But for me to please my Creator, I have to follow His Rasul. I have to be obedient and love His Rasul. And for me to be obedient to my Rasul, I have to have love for Him. Of course. The Prophet asked his Sahaba so many times, how many of you love me? Hmm. Hmm. And they all said, we love you, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They all said, Ya Rasulullah, we love you. On one occasion, on one occasion, Buddha Yusuf, hmm. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was walking besides the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet asked him, at Umar, how much do you love me? Hmm. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anything else in this dunya, but Umar still loves himself. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that, O oh, Umar, your Iman cannot be complete. After a while, hmm. Prophet gave him some so, time to think right. Right, about what he said. Hmm. Your Iman cannot be complete. complete right. After a while, Rasul asked Allah. him, O oh, Umar, how much do you love me? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than I love Umar. Uh. The Prophet said, O oh, Umar, now your Iman is complete. Allah. لا يؤمن أحدكم. The Prophet says, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إلي من والدي وولدي والناس أجمعين. Rasulullah ﷺ so beautifully mentioned in this hadith that your iman cannot be complete unless and until the love you have for me is more than the love you have for your parents, for your children, for your family, or for anyone else. Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much of love we need for our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thus, it is necessary that we always send salam and salutations upon him. We have to salute him. We have to respect him. We have to honor him. 
you know, and by reciting and and sending salams and salutations upon the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we will develop this love, ah. and this love, then uh, we will find the fruits of this love, which will be obedience to the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this journey of Medina is such a journey that whoever undertakes this journey, you know, they would always come and tell you. That the best part of my journey was the visitation to Medina. No. The peace no. that one experiences. Can I ask you just on that, Mala? Yes. Why is it that the person finds so much tranquility in Medina? Allahu Akbar. That's a topic on its own, Buddha right. Yusuf. And, but inshallah, uh, tranquility and you must remember, the Rasul mm-hmm. has such a status, mm-hmm. such a maqam. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected his Nabi, protected every angle, every aspect of the Nabi to such an extent that in the glorious Quran you will find Allah has placed prohibition on the way people used to speak to the Prophet. The uh, uh, volume with which they used to address him. Right, the loudness with which they used to address him. Right, right. The way they used to go and and address him from outside of his house. Right, right. The way you need to walk with the Rasul. The respect of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam so important. Allah subhanahu wa taala has protected the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and ensured that people respect his Nabi. And where there is this respect, where there is this muhabba. Uh, uh, no. Right. We're going to find that there is going to be a, a type of peace. There is going to be a type of serenity. There is going to be a, 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 a humble approach to everything. It's just because of the greatness of the maqam, hmm. because the prophet is present. There's a beautiful example. Time is not going to allow. I don't think time is going to allow. Of When I asked the question earlier, when you enter Medina, you, you ask yourself, how do I go about presenting myself mm. in the august presence of the Rasul? And a beautiful example is that of Jibrail on the night of Mi'raj. How Jibrail presented himself to the Rasul to invite him to undertake this journey of the Mi'raj. Uh, I don't know if we have the time. No, we can, we can go. We've got um, so, few more minutes, inshallah. Few more minutes, inshallah. Jibreel, alayhi salatu wasalam, sent with a message from Allah. Hmm. Go and invite my Nabi and give him the invitation that we are going to uh, take him on this night journey of the Mi'raj. Jibreel, alayhi salatu wasalam, comes to the house of Ummahani, the cousin of the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, where the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, was sleeping. Tell me, Buddha Yusuf, Allah is all-knowing. Hmm. Right? Right. Allah knows... Allah knew that his Rasul will be sleeping. Right. Right. So Allah did not send Jibrail with a message that go and wake him, mm, mm. right, and invite him. No, Allah just said, Go to my beloved and grant him my invitation. Jibrail finds himself in the presence of the Rasul. Prophet is asleep. Mm. What do I do? On the one hand, you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hukum, mm. it's the command of Allah mm. that. Give my invitation to my Rasul, my invitation to my Mahbub. And here the beloved is asleep. Do I just go and wake him? Like we would wake one another, yeah. shake him? Yeah. What do I do? Jibreel looked at all options and felt that no, this is an abode of respect. Yeah. The slightest of disrespect in this abode can cost me everything. Right. Like Iblis. Right. Iblis thought that he had so much of ibadat. Mm. Iblis thought that he had so much of tasbih and tahleel and tahmeed. Mm. Mm. But what Iblis did not have was respect for Adam oh. Right. When Allah said, I need you to prostrate a prostration of respect. Right. right. A sajdai ta'azim. He refused. He thought his ibadat is going to save him. He mm. thought his worship is going to save him. He thought that his tasbih, his tahleel, his tahmeed is going to save him. Mm. But no. When it came to the respect of a Nabi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed Iblis that I'm not in need of your ibadah. Mm. 
I'm in need of you showing respect to my Rasul, to my Nabi. That is Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. What about the final messenger? We are speaking about the final messenger. But inshallah, I think, Buddha Yusuf, next week, I'm going to continue about this incident. uh, Please do. Of... of, of, uh, the Mi'raj no. and how Jibreel alayhi salatu went about and how much of a respect he himself as the archangel of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the greatest malaika of Allah right. the respect he showed in the presence of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inshallah this is what we're going to speak Ameen. about if Allah wills for next week inshallah and I'm looking forward to you just uh, with the appetite to say this is what I'm so we're waiting for next week I mean, inshallah, inshallah. Uh, upcoming as I say upcoming Marana, shukran very much for being here this evening and uh, shukran very much for the beautiful manner in which you've conducted this beautiful program this evening. The nasiha that you've given us, I'm sure many a listener will have some serious thoughts about it, including myself. Shukran very much. All the very best. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always guide and protect you and grant you the ilm to continue to be a servant of Allah Ameen. and of course in service of the community. Inshallah. Till we speak again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.